Welcome to Wither Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 3 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Burrow. Um, we have some announcements and reminders. Um, we want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along. You can use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter. You can comment um, on Facebook at Black Girls Nerd Out. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be Black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student in any time frame, any period, whenever you want. If you would like to submit, check out the website for guidelines. Also, subscribe to our newsletter. Every week we share nerd news and links um, to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, you can subscribe. Um, You can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com, find where to subscribe there. Okay, and then again, be sure to follow us on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds. Like us on Facebook, Black Girls Nerd Out. We're also on Instagram and Tumblr at Black Girls Nerd Out. So let's dive right in with what's happening in the Potter fandom right now. Um, so sad, sad week for Potterheads everywhere. Alan Rickman, Professor Severus Snape, uh, passed away at age 69 of cancer yeah. on Thursday. So um, it's very sad. Yeah, it's just, just Yeah, there's really nothing. It's very sad. I'm still sad about it. Like more to I, say there besides it's just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it really sucks. Um, I do want to read. <laughs> I do want to uh, read yeah, the. It really does. Let me pull it up really quickly. The comments from some of the Harry Potter cast um, after hearing about his passing, just because I feel like some of them were. Oh, yeah. Um, just really sweet. And um, I can't find it. was in this week's, if you sign up for our newsletter, I linked a couple of um, cast reactions in this week's newsletter. But I want to start with uh, Joe, J.K. Rowling, who had kind of the first... Um, was basically how I found out that he passed away because it was the f- I get like notifications when she tweets. So Joe says there are no words to describe or there are no words to express how shocked and devastated I am to hear of Alan Rickman's death. He was a magnificent actor and a wonderful man. Daniel Radcliffe who uh, posted his reaction on Google Plus which is kind of adorable. Um, Because he's not on Twitter or Facebook. I mean, he's on, actually, (laughs) side note, I know that he's on Facebook, but um, he's got, like, a fake name or whatever, but I I have some people in the know. Um, But anyway, so Daniel Radcliffe posted on Google Plus, um, sorry, I hate autoplay websites. Alan Rickman is undoubtedly one of the greatest actors I will ever work with. He is also one of the loyalist and most supportive people I've ever met in the film industry. 
He was so encouraging of me both on set and in the years post-Potter. I'm pretty sure he came and saw everything I did on stage, both in London and New York. He didn't have to do that. I know other people who, who've been friends with him for much longer than I have, and they will all say, if you call Alan, it doesn't matter where in the world he is or how busy he is with what, what he's doing, he will get back to you within a day. People create perceptions of actors based on the parts they played, so it might surprise some people to learn that contrary to some of the sterner or downright scary characters he played, Alan was extremely kind, generous, self-deprecating, and funny. And certain things obviously became even funnier when delivered in his unmistakable double bass. As an actor, he was one of the first of the adults on Potter to treat me like a peer rather than a child. Working with him at such formative age was incredibly important, and I will carry the lessons he taught me for the rest of my life and career. Film sets and theater stages are all far poor for the loss of this great actor and man. And then it just kind of really goes on with, you know, people like Bonnie, who played G, uh, Jenny, Bonnie Wright, who played Jenny Weasley. The energy shifted every time you walked onto set. You were an inspiration to us all. The Weasley twins were um, James, shocked and sad to hear Alan Rickman has passed away. One of the nicest actors I've ever met. Thoughts and prayers are with his family at this time. Oliver, terribly sad news about the passing of Alan Rickman, a funny and engaging person who put a shy young, young actor at ease when I was on Harry Potter. And it just goes on and on. Um, and I, I really, obviously I connect with Luna Lovegood, but Ivana Lynch, who played Luna Lovegood, had one of, I think, um, touching tweets, and she said, I'm not prepared for a world without Alan Rickman, such a beautiful soul. He was so kind and generous in the moment he wasn't snaping about. Um, I thought that that was, like, really hmm. just sweet and great to hear. And also, um, I don't know about you, but there were a lot of, like, reactions, and I, I was very... Sad, not just because of, obviously, the Harry Potter connection, but also he played um, Colonel Brandon in Sense and Sensibility, which is one of my all-time favorite stories and great movie. Yeah. Um, and every time he did anything with Emma Thompson, I just kind of remember that. Um, I don't know. They just have, like, such great chemistry. So Love Actually, and uh, they did this really amazing film and it was kind of more like a play on film um I think it was on HBO where they just were like having dinner and it was just it was really amazing and mm. I'll remember the name and tweet it out or something but um I was kind of struck with all of the reactions how many people kind of conflated Alan Rickman and Snape and with Snape yeah there was someone I think it was like Entertainment Weekly or someone tweeted out like you know, the funniest, uh, you know, the, the sense of humor that Snape had. And I was like, actually, Snape doesn't right. have like, a sense no, of humor. He doesn't. That's Alan Rickman. I, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I saw something else that called Snape melancholy, and I was like, no. no he's miserable. <laughs> or they, like, call, like, or, you know, and they always talk about how, like, tragic he was, or, like, he's such a great, and I'm like, no, you're conflating it. Yeah. That was really frustrating me when I was reading some of the stuff, too, because I was like, yes, Alan Rickman is, like, he was hilarious and he was like and like his delivery like his line delivery is again one of my favorites ever and like that's what makes me like Snape in the movies 
is him. Like, yeah. literally, like, we say it, we've said this before, like, the best thing about Snape is Alan Rickman, and so... And the only redeeming quality you, of Snape... Of, of Snape is, is Alan, Alan Rickman, Rickman. And, but, but that doesn't mean, like, it, it's the way he plays him and not the way Snape actually is. Yeah, or... Um, so people, yeah, people really did conflate, like, oh, he's, like, so whatever, and you're like, no, Snape wasn't <laughs> humorous at all. Like, that was, like, the last thing he was. Yeah. Like, he... And like, even, even Alan Rickman doesn't play him as humorous. Like, no, it's the, just it's, that it's, his, his delivery, delivery is so great and that the you way just that love he, him anyway. Yeah, and the way that he does it is funny because Snape isn't a part of the joke. Like, right, you know? exactly. Like, he's taking himself very seriously. Mm-hmm. And Alan Rickman is a part of that joke, but Snape isn't. And that's, yeah. like, another reason why he's such an amazing actor. And um, he... There was something where um, he was, when Sorcerer's Stone was coming out, he was up for, I think, Lord Farquaad in uh, Shrek. Oh, really? Yeah, and he was going to, he was going to be Lord Farquaad, and um, he was just kind of not convinced about, he, like, knew that Harry Potter was going to be this big, like, thing and this big time commitment, and he wasn't convinced, and Joe personally called him and had to like kind of explain the growth of Snape and like how complex his character was going to be to make to like kind of get Alan Rickman's attention and be like yes okay the first couple of movies are you're going to be this villain and mean guy right there's a lot of layers there um and he knew about a lot of things way before anyone else did Mm -hmm. because it obviously goes into how he plays Snape like yeah. he has to know Snape's motivations before even before like um Deathly Hallows was even written yeah um he knew that entire storyline and he knew why Snape's Patronus was what it was and you know all of those things and um I, I think when I think during the um podcast episode when we're recapping the movie of uh sorcerer stone i think like i said or you might have said something about how you have to remember uh that it's alan rickman's snape right and and not not snape Snape. yeah and um, and that's not even to say that he played the role poorly because he didn't like he was amazing at the in the role but because everyone loves him it's harder to like separate it it's like even as great as he is in it it's because he's so great that makes us love him so much even though the actual character is terrible yeah and even yeah and like the character in the movie is terrible and is mean like the fact that he says up to something and he plays it with this like kind of campy these pauses and they're so great doesn't mean that like what he's saying to this 11 year old is not out of exactly. pocket and insane exactly um but he, you can tell, um, he's playing this long game with Snape, mm-hmm. and he knows that, and he's a very smart, and or he was so terrible, a very smart actor, and just classically trained, you know, genius. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just call a thing a thing, genius, and, um... So it was hard kind of for me too because there were uh, there is I think another tweet that said the things that we'll miss most about Snape and I was like no, no <laughs> he, Snape is 
complete. Like he's yeah. there. And like if you miss Snape, put on a DVD. Go like, freaking read. Harry yeah, Potter. I was like, go read the books. Like, what are you doing? Go read the book. Like, like if you if you want to see that, like his him playing Snape, it's there. It's been yeah. done for years it's now. It's not gonna like, like it's over. So out. it's not gonna. It's he's over. Not gonna come it was back over. Anyway. Like, exactly. It was over before he passed yeah. away. It, it's over, but it, it's never, it's not gone. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's like the amazing thing, right? It's like, I watched Sense and Sensibility and I was like watching clips and things because after I found out and it's like, you can go back and see, you know, Die Hard and he looks you know, he's in his, like, I think, 30s and um, early 30s, mid-30s. I'm not sure. But... Die Hard came out 30 there. years ago? Something like that, really? yeah. Die Hard came out a while ago. I mean, I know it's old, yeah. but 30... Well... Okay, yeah. Because yeah. the 90s... I forget that like, we're in, like, I'm, 20... Like, we're in the... Six, we're in, like, the 10s and that, not the 1000s. So, okay, yeah. I get yes. that. That makes sense. I was just in there, like, for real? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Um, and we're almost in yeah, the 20s. Yeah, like, we're we're deep in the 2000s yeah. now. And so, yeah, I just think, like, go back and watch those things, but there is something to be said about feeling sad about... And this is, like, I felt the same with David Bowie on Monday when I was, like, really, really sad because David Bowie's album came out. And my first thought was, like, oh, um, he's not like when the Coachella announcement came out, cause I was like, Oh, David Bowie's going to drop an album on his birthday and it'll be his farewell. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm riding off in the sunset type of thing. Like I have a family. I don't need to make any right. more music. I'm done. Kind of like the Tina Turner share, like farewell, uh, mm-hmm. tours. And so then when I found out on Monday that he passed away and I had been listening to his album all weekend cause his birthday was on Friday. It was on the eighth, which is, mm-hmm. I think was Friday. So I'd been listening to it all weekend and being kind of bummed because the Coachella set list come out and he wasn't on there. And I psyched myself up that I was going to get to see David Bowie and, you know, like it was going to be amazing. And I'd been, you know, listening to it. And I was like, God, this is such a great album. And like, this is such a great farewell album of, and, but my thought was, you know, retirement right. kind of thing. Um, and then on Monday, going back and listening to it, and you're like, no, he knew. Because he didn't, he wasn't public right. with his illness um, and wasn't giving, and which is totally legit, like, his his decision. And I don't, David Bowie doesn't owe me a thing. Alan Rickman doesn't owe me right. a goddamn thing. Like, I am just blessed to be able to, like, have what they they chose to share. But, like, I was... Um, listening to it after the the news that he passed away and I was like oh my god like he this was a farewell like this was a goodbye because he knew right. he was dying and it changes kind of how you um like take in those things it changes the performance I guess in that moment but it's still there you mm-hmm. know I, I still have it I can still go and like you know so like watching Sense and Sensibility it was like sad you know and I'm like whenever he comes on screen he plays this you know Colonel Brandon is this like really just sweet and loving and like open kind of uh romantic lead he's like not the kind of person that you think 
you know, there's all these things. He's so old, he's so stuffy, but he's just very right. genuine and very sweet. And I found myself watching it and seeing right. Alan Rickman <laughs> um, and thinking like, oh, that's, you know, who he was. But then you have to remember, like, I don't, you know, I never knew Alan mm-hmm. Rickman, unfortunately. Like, I don't know the person and I can be sad and we can be sad, but that's nothing compared to like his, right, what his family exactly. is going through or even like what his coworkers are like, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, who for all intents and purposes, learned how to act from, you know, some of the greatest mm-hmm. actors of all time, Alan Rickman being one of them, you know, and, like, growing up with this man and having that personal connection. So it was kind of, to me at least, it was a little bittersweet and a little frustrating and kind of made me angry to see people kind yeah, of Yeah, no, that made me, that frustrated things. me a lot. Like, I was just sitting there like, wait. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course, obviously we're like, he played Snape, and that was, like, one of the role. That's probably the first role I saw. No, I actually saw him in Galaxy Quest before that. Because I remember <laughs> when we went to go see Sorcerer's Stone, and I saw him, and I was like, he was in Galaxy Quest! I was, like, six or seven. But, um, anyway. So, I saw him in Galaxy Quest, but I haven't seen Galaxy Quest since then. So, whatever. But, so, yeah, Snape, for, I mean, I mean especially for, like, young fans, um, it's, that's, like, the first thing that we saw him in. And, like, I know he was in hella other yeah. shit, but that's the first thing I saw him in. So when I think of him, I think of Snape. But, but I still, but the conflation is still different. Like, I still never thought, like, oh, Snape is a great, like, he's a great character, but, like, he's not a great person. And that's fine. Yeah. And we don't need to, like, tell, tell ourselves that Snape is a great person because Alan Rickman played him. Like, that's not the truth. Like, it's. Yeah, and I think, too, like, even the fact that, like, Alan Rickman was in Galaxy Quest, and I forgot about that, but it's true, he was in, so that one of my favorite Alan Rickman performances was Dogma, and he plays this, like, bad, (laughs) foul-mouthed angel who was just, like, miserable, right? And he is hilarious. Like, he is just, like, he's stuck up and, you know, whatever, but he's off, and he also, like, at one point, like, drops his pants to show that he's like a fucking he says something like it's a fucking Ken doll because he doesn't have any like genital right. thing he's an angel and um he plays these characters and they're so memorable and funny because he and and if you just even go see like his interviews and stuff when he like does late night tv or whatever that's all on youtube so you can just go have an alan rickman binge but like he's a very funny person and he's also like a very you can just tell um but he's also a very great actor so i don't know maybe he was acting that he was a very (laughs) genuine and kind person but given everything that people have said i'm he was a very genuine and kind person um and that stuff seeps into these roles but that also is like I think what made me so mad, too, is, like, can we... Uh, yes, Snape is a very big part of his career, and it is, like, Harry Potter. And the reason why he didn't even want to... Like, he was hesitant to take the role was because it becomes one of those um, roles that, like, is all-encompassing, and, you know, like, people start to mm-hmm. confuse you and the character, or, you know... Um, but yeah, I think I was just like, Snape didn't died die or actually ago, Snape bro. died like years ago, <laughs> like years like, ago. Get long the ago. fuck, like, 
I want to I want to take this time to like remember Alan Rickman and yes like but so are his other a, characters. a big part of that and like his career but so is it's yeah exactly so are his other characters so is mm-hmm. his theater work so is his his like he supported like the thing that I found insane um and it also made me mad because it wasn't being shared a lot like the amount of money and support and patronage he, he gave to theaters worldwide like london theaters new york theaters small theaters like right. he gave a lot of money to help live theater and mm-hmm. like that's what i want to hear about you know what i mean like and those are the things that like people are actually going to be mourning and missing because there's no reason to miss his snape because snape is right you can always forever go back there when you want it him. and like you don't have to be like oh i'm gonna miss the, like he's he wasn't gonna do it again anyway you're gonna miss it. Start it over. Rewind. Yeah. Like <laughs> play from the beginning. Like you can it's easily do that. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, we've gone like twenty minutes on, but I mean we could go a whole. <laughs> I could at least go forever, but yeah. So rip Alan Rickman. We will miss you. And yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for all of the work, mm-hmm. all of the work that you did. Um, okay, other news, really quick. So, we have more Harry Potter coloring books coming. I'm very excited about this. We have yeah. creatures, magical creatures coming, which I have, I already, um, and let me double check because I was so sure that I pre-ordered <laughs> the Harry Potter coloring book and we all know how that went, so, um, but yeah, I'm I pretty sure I, I gotta pre-ordered get paid this first. book, but... I keep saying that we'll about see. all the, like, books in my Amazon, <laughs> yeah. like, cart, I'm like... Next time I get paid, I'm buying these, and then, like, no, I'm still broke, but it's cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's cool. Maybe, you know, no. maybe I should wait till I move to Chicago, but maybe not. Maybe I should just buy them anyway. Who cares? Um, YOLO. <laughs> um, okay. Um, YOLO. Yeah. And Hermione is still black. Um, and also, oh, yeah, a little yeah, bit of a pop I that. that. I forgot. And, um, called the people that had issues with her idiots and ignorant, which they are. She may not have called them idiots. <laughs> that might be my work, but you are. So, um, you're an ignorant yeah. idiot and Hermione is still black. So deal with it. Yeah. Let's do this. The burrow chapter three, the burrow, by the way, um, I have nicknames like Harry Potter nicknames for all of the places I kind of frequent. So like my house, I call number 12 Grimald place. Cause it's kind of a secret hideout. Only a select few are allowed in this, in this <laughs> apartment and not all the time. And it's hit like, it's, you know, I like, I like it to be hidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents place. I call the burrow because you never know who's dropping by or who is, you know, there's always food on the table and yeah. Um, makes sense. So the, yeah, I love What's it. Our- Your house is kind of <laughs> the borough north, I guess. I mean, except we like, I mean, we're not homey. We are, but we're not. <laughs> yeah. We just like lounge around. Maybe we're like, I don't even know what other houses I are I would say there. maybe it's like Gryffindor Tower or the common room. We, we just like, when we go to, yeah. when we're at, yeah, when at the family's all at your, at Bionis place, it's just a lot of like lounging yeah. and tiredness because every other time because we commute just, all the time so we're never home and running around so we're always, and always out busy. and as soon as we get home everybody's just like all right 
we're out. Like, <laughs> we're all on the couch watching a movie or all in our separate rooms, like, reading or sleeping or, like, Netflix. Like, we're always chilling. <laughs> Except Aminata. She just runs she- around. She's like, peeves. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Aminata is the peeves of the Gryffindor yeah. common room known as Bayana's house. Um, okay, yeah. Previously on Wizard Team, um, <laughs> Dobby got Harry into a shitload of trouble and then he All was imprisoned trouble. by the Dursleys. But guess who came to save him? Ron. Ron motherfucking Weasley. Ron motherfucking Ron. Weasley. That's his middle Billious. name now. Weasley. <laughs> Bilious or and or motherfucking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Ron is the best. Um, The best. So, him and the twins, Fred and George, are just awesome. Awesome and chilling out flying. Outside of. Let's go fly this car all the way to Little Winging so we could save Harry Potter. Sounds like a great plan. I think it was a great plan. I think it was an amazing plan. Um, So Harry's mouth fell open as the full impact of what he was seeing hit him. Ron was leaning out the back window of an old turquoise car, which was parked in midair. I love how it's in italics because it like the in midair part. It's in italics, which is hilarious because it both like emphasizes the whole like it's a children's book. So it's a little bit more like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. But at the same time, it's like. Harry, you were like you've been on a flying broomstick. You like go to a school of like magic. Yeah. So flying at this point shouldn't be so like shocking. you saw the house elf and you were like, oh, okay, this is strange. And then you saw the flying car and was like, oh my god, do- yo, what is this? Like, calm down, <laughs> be cool. Um, and also, kind of now reminds me of Agent Coulson and his flying car. Oh, Lola! <laughs> I just watched the first Lola. episode of Agents of Shield again. Because whenever I, oh like, gosh. feel... when I think that's my go-to show now I think about it. Like, whenever I'm, like, I just want to watch something, but there's nothing new I want to watch, I just go back. I just start watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from the beginning. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Valid. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. this makes me happy, whatever. What I'd already watched, like, Agent... I rewatched Agent Carter in, like, two days because it's only, like, eight episodes. And then I was like, I should, now what I am I going to do, do? Ooh, this Tuesday? <laughs> well, I guess yesterday. It was awesome, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. <laughs> I should probably, I should do that. My go-to is Law & Order. Mm-hmm. Like, when I have nothing, I am watching all of the Law & Order. One day when I was sick, I think I watched 10 hours. Damn. Straight. Yeah. It was on, it was on, it was on. They switched to Law & Order Criminal Intent. I found original Law & Order on another channel <laughs> and continued on. So, um, yeah, but uh, I think... Ron, Fred, and George were just like, "Look, we gotta, we gotta go get our guy. Yeah, something's wrong." Ron, uh, so and they, oh, I was gonna say, um, so George asks, "All right, Harry, what's been going on?" Said Ron, "Why haven't you been answering my letters? I've asked you to stay about twelve times, and then Dad came home and said you'd got an official warning for using magic in front of Muggles." Um. Which, it wasn't me, and how did he know, asked Harry. Harry. Um, he works for the ministry, said Ron. You know we're not supposed to do spells outside school. Um, you should talk, said Harry, staring at the floating car. Oh, this doesn't count. We're only borrowing this. It's Dad's. We didn't enchant it. But doing magic in front of those muggles you live with. So, like, you know, the, I mean, we don't have to read this entire thing, but um, this yeah. is, like, Harry. Harry's like, I'll explain later what happened and everything, but... 
It's just like, they were like, okay, we heard Harry's in trouble. What's going on with him? Like, we gotta do something, basically. We gotta go get him. We gotta, or we at least have to yeah. check in. Like, he's not answering our letters, and this is gone on way too long, so. I love the fact, too, that, like, um, and I think Cindy, um, who follows us on Twitter, shout out, at Cindy Mo said it, too, like, the twins, you kind of get the sense, too, that they're just up for an adventure, yeah. right? Like, they care about Harry, and they're worried, but they're also like, oh, we get to take out the flying right. car and, like, see what this puppy can do. Let's go for it. Ron's only concern is, like, where is this bruh, and why is he doing magic when he knows we're exactly. not supposed to? And I know his home life, and, like, I am right. worried. I need to go find my friend. Right, and I think like, Fred and George are to an extent, but I know Ron is definitely, yeah. like, I need, I can't do the it alone. Of like, so let yeah. me call my older brothers, the ones who will actually like enable me to do some crazy. I mean, cause it's really like when we see later how like worried sick Molly is, it's like, yeah, it's totally not a great idea, even though it is. So it's like, I'm going to get my yeah. most irresponsible brothers and we're just going to do this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. If he would have went to Percy, Percy like, would have been what like, are you doing? worried, but he would have been like, okay, well let's see what right, we can let's do. Let's go let's ask mom, mom and, dad. and dad. Like, let's go be like, you know, let's do this the responsible exactly. way. And Ron is like, we got to no, go now. This needs to be done now. <laughs> like, I got to go get my boy. Like, you don't we out. Like he was ready. We don't have time for nope. a plan. We just got to go. Exactly. And make it work. Yeah. And so I think, um, yeah, Ron's the best just because of, and I, I hope, like, it's it's nice. It's good. It's like squad goals. Right, you know yeah, Loki. <laughs> Loki, like, when your family locks you and imprisons you, you you need a squad that you know is just going to exactly. show up with they're, a They don't have car, cell phones like, in this good? era. I mean, I guess they don't have cell phones, but Mm-mm. also they use magic, so, like, Ron wouldn't have had one anyway. But that's, like, the only way they know. Yeah. They, like, write letters. Like, he's not returning my letter? What? All right. Yeah. He's in trouble. We got to be out. It's like, like if, I, if I texted you and for, like, Two months, you didn't respond to a single one of my texts. I'm like, all yeah. right, no. No, 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 no. Like, it's one thing to be moody. It's one thing, maybe you're go- maybe you're right. busy. But if I text you for two months, bet you I better get Plus, some Plus, I, like, have a compulsive thing <laughs> where I, like, have to answer text messages. <laughs> I have to, yeah, like, force myself too. not to answer certain text messages. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, and I don't so, want to be then, rude. Yeah. What if I, like, <laughs> So, yeah, it's... <laughs> So, yeah, it would definitely yeah, be a problem like, if you didn't hear from me for two months after texting me hella much. Like, there's a problem. Yeah. And so, Ron is like, this will not mm-hmm. stand. Um, but I also love that Harry is like, well, actually, Ron's like, stop gibbering. We're coming well, no, to take Harry you home. Goes, <laughs> because, again, in classic Harry, in classic Harry, like, I don't know. This is just how he is. He's like. Look, can you tell them at Hogwarts that the Dursleys have locked me up and won't let me come back? And obviously I can't magic myself out because the ministry will think that's the second spell I've done in three days. And then Ron's like, stop gibbering. We've come to take you home with us. Like, dude, you're like not thinking, like, he's just, he doesn't, he doesn't appreciate like how far his friends will go for him quite yet or like. I mean, you know, he's never really had friends like ever. He's always, he's, and he's always like. Been, or he's been um, kind of socialized by the Dursleys. Like, there is no time that any one of the Dursleys are going to stick their necks out or put themselves exactly. in a position to get in trouble or whatever to help Harry out. Seen in the last chapter with the family dinner. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not going out of their way to Mm-mm. include Harry. They're going out of their way to exclude him. 
exclude him. Yeah, and, like, they're not even trying to help Harry out in any way. They're not going to listen to him, especially if it goes against their own self-interest. Mm-hmm. So Harry has to continuously, it shows up throughout the series, and even in, like, the big finale, he's You guys like, don't have to come. I can't ask you guys. You guys have, yeah, I'm going to go. You can't do like, this. at the end of Half-Blood Prince, when he's like, I'm not coming back to Hogwarts. I'll see you guys later. And it's like, dude, what is wrong with you? What are you even talking about? It, uh, like what? Of course like, we're. Have you not right, been paying have you attention? Not, like, been with us for the past six years? You just go. We just gonna <laughs> like, let you go and hunt Horcruxes by yourself. All right, peace, bro. How you we'll gonna do you. that? We'll see you How? later. Like, no. come on now. You gonna do this by yourself? Houseway. Come on, come How? on, Harry. You ain't got the answers, Harry. But we and we don't either. But we can help you get the answers. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> we gonna do it together. But yeah, so come Harry on, like bro. still. Yeah, I think also part of it is his like. I mean, not in this moment, but, like, later on, it becomes, like, his not his not wanting to assume that people will help him because of the Dursleys, but then also his not yeah. wanting to put other people in danger. So it's, like, both at the Very same true. time where he's like, okay, you have to stop being so gallant and just let us do what needs to be done. Like, you can't do everything by yourself. But yeah. He's so used to... He's so, I think he's so used to doing everything for himself that he just, like, would rather do it that way because he knows, like, no one else he cares about will, get in, will be in danger. Even if that's like and and in dumb. certain in certain situations, it's like when people he has when he has reached out for help or done things, people died. have yeah. died. So you know, um, True. people and uh, it's also an orphan kind of thing from his learning about really how his parents died. Yeah, people who put themselves out there for him yeah. die, and so. For him, he's doing the math. And it, it, I don't blame Harry, but also it's kind of like you said, it's like we've been doing, we've been going back and forth here for six years. Like and ever this one, since it's they like, decided to go with him to like down to the past Fluffy or whatever, like that's when he should have yeah. known, okay, like Ron and Hermione are pretty much ride or die. Like literally. Like, exactly. <laughs> it literally, literally ride or die. Literally. Like we're going to face this three headed dog right. together. And we don't know what, we don't know. But yeah, you know, so, um, yeah, so Harry's like, if the Dursleys wake up, I'm dead. Um, don't worry, said Fred and they start to bust Mm -hmm. him out. Um, Harry moved back into the shadows. The bars were safely, um, the car revved louder and louder, and suddenly with a crunching noise, the bars were pulled clean out of the window as Fred drove straight oh, up in the quick. air. Oh, real quick. Shout out to Hedwig, who seemed to realize how important this was and kept still and silent. Yep. She's a real one. She's a um, real one. Hedwig is also yeah. a real dog. For, huh. Another, I'm not even going to say it. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> why do you do these things? That was you. Even that without you. saying it, you just said it. That was Even you. Even without saying nope, it, you just said it. I didn't it. say it. Okay. Um, so, so Harry runs back to the window and sees the bars dangling a few feet above the ground. Panting, Ron hoisted them up into the car. Harry listened anxiously, but there was no sound from the Dursley bedroom. Um, so they go back to the, to the window um, and Ron's like, get in, but all my Hogwarts stuff, my wand, my broomstick, where is it? Locked in the cupboard under the stairs. Again, like, like the whole, we talked about this, but like they're locking him away mm-hmm. and now he's like, now I gotta break myself out. How's that gonna work? Um, yep. no problem, said George from the p- front passenger seat. Out of the way, Harry. So Fred and George climb into the room. 
Um, they George takes an ordinary hairpin from his pocket and starts to pick the lock. A lot of wizards think it's a waste of time knowing this sort of muggle trick, said Fred, but we feel like their skills worth learning, even if they are a bit slow. They're so Arthur Weasley's kids. We don't even, we haven't even they met really Arthur, are. but they're pretty much like, I think that's one of the cool things is that though we don't like, I mean, we kind of see Mrs. Weasley in the last, um, in the last book, um, but just seeing how like the, the kids are like mo- mostly Fred, George and Ron and like a little bit of Percy, but like seeing how they are kind of shows us how the parents are. Like, so then when we meet the parents, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Like the way that they like parent their kids, it makes a- and raise them. It makes a lot of sense. Um, like their personalities Agreed. and stuff. Um, and the thing with like the, that they're so awesome. Arthur's kids too, is that especially the twins, um, and Ron. I always, like, kind of... It's really funny, because I kind of think of them as a little bit, like, triplets. Like, Ron is very close to the twins, and um, he has a lot of their same traits. Um, mm-hmm. But the idea of learning a muggle trick, because it could come in handy one day, and it's just a good skill to have... It's right. such an Arthur thing. Um, but it's also, I think, a very, like, smart... It's a very good way to show that they are smart and kind of worldly in a way. You know, like, yeah. there might come a time when magic is not easy, readily available or not the best solution. Right. You know? And so, and it's not even an option for them because they're underage, so, like... Of- like what else are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. Like, and it's like, and and the idea is like, what else are you gonna do? Not get that thing that's locked away, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> like that's not an option for yeah. the they're the twins. Like they're like, oh, so we just not gonna break into this thing? That's not right. an option. No, like we have to. That's yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, we, we need decided. to cause trouble and wreak havoc. They're like Loki. The way I love Loki, that they're Loki. They're like the gods of, of chaos. <laughs> Yeah. They just have to do Low it. Low-key. Low-key they are. <laughs> I'm signing off. That was so uh, corny. Like, that wasn't to, even funny. But I'm going to have to finish this by herself after that one. I'm done. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, um, George, Red, Fred and George go to get the trunk and all of Harry's things. Um, while Harry kind of, like, tries to get ready, he tells... He tells them um, to watch out for the bottom stair because it creaks. Um, so Harry like collects all his things, gives them to Ron, goes to help Fred and George with the trunk. He hears Uncle Vernon cough. Um, so Harry starts to climb. Ooh, where am I? Sorry. Okay, yeah. So then they're they're ready. So Harry starts to climb out of the window. Um, Uncle Vernon coughs again. Um, or no, they're pushing the trunk out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry and George threw their shoulders against the trunk and it slid out of the window into the back seat of the car. Um, so as Harry climbs onto the windowsill, there came a sudden loud screech from behind him, followed immediately by the thunder of Uncle Vernon's voice. That ruddy owl. Um, so first of all, like, dude, how dare you? Like, come how on. How dare now. you? Come on. Hedwig's You're sitting angry. there being all quiet, being all thoughtful, respectful. No, no that's not what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm talking about Vernon. We're going to get to Harry. that. We're going to get to that in the next, next line. But this particular one, from before, how are you going to lock somebody up? And then when they make noise when you're asleep, what do you expect? 
Like he, he expects them to deal with what he just has laid down as you're the law. Such an it, like you're just horrible. But that's like, the law that he has laid down, no. and he expects people to follow that, regardless of if it makes sense like, or not. No, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, it doesn't. And then, but and then I've forgotten Hedwig. Yeah, I have like a side eye. Like, how do you don't forget Hedwig? Right? Come on. Like bro. she was like, "All right, I see what's happening here. Let me be quiet. Let me wait patiently." Mm-hmm. And then, bitch, did you just climb in that car without me? Right. Like, what you doing? What you doing? What that you doing? was what, what that doing? screech. That screech was not a screech. It was. Bitch, you just try to climb in that car and leave this place without me? Right? Hold up, man. Wait up. Hold up. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. What are you doing? Excuse me. So, Excuse me. What are you doing? Harry tears back across the room um, uh, as the landing light clicked on. I, In terms of, sorry, real quick. In terms of, like, um, what's it called? Like, storytelling? And, you know, when you want to, like, have mm-hmm. tension and stuff. I like how they do this because it makes it seem like, oh, I mean, they have to be quiet. Uncle Vernon's coughing, and it's like, okay, we got it. We're almost there. We're almost there. And then they, if if he hadn't forgotten Hedwig, they would have like dro- driven off, and it'd been all easy, and they would have never yeah. known. But in order to like build up the tension and to build up the, yeah, um, they have to forget Hedwig, and then now it's a close call because Uncle Vernon is hammering on the unlocked door, um, and it crashes open. So yeah, so it's just like that's just I was appreciating. That yeah. bit of storytelling. Also, Uncle Vernon was really gonna go te- like tell Harry off in the middle of the night. Like, what if like on a regular ass night, Harry's locked in his room, Hedwig screeches, and he's just gonna come blundering, like banging on the door, waking Harry up, and is gonna what yell at him about about Hedwig again? Yeah, yeah. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> like, w- what is wrong with you? But I also like he hammered on the unlocked door, like. You have the key, That's, bruh. Right, but I'm, it, yeah. It he doesn't, doesn't know the door's unlocked, right? But so it's no. like your first thought is like, it's uh, to be like, like you said, bah, 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 regular like, night. Dude, what's wrong with you? I can't open the door anyway. Right. So it's just like Harry be like, can I help you? Right. What? I can't let you in because I can't let myself out. Nope, so, you locked me in here. Yeah. What? What can I do for you? Oh, Hedwig is screeching? Hmm. Yeah, she's locked in a cage. I should scream too. Yeah, and I'm also locked in a cage. Matter of fact, <laughs> like, <laughs> let me start screaming Thanks right for now. It up. Yeah. Let me do that right now. Yeah. yeah. Now what? Yeah. Um, All of Privet Drive is awake. They're like, "What's going on? Oh my gosh, our our son, he's just our, our nephew, he's disturbed." But you see the bars on my window, yo. Like, <laughs> why do you think else? I'm disturbed? What else? Why? Yeah, you see I'm the disturbed. cat flap on the door. Why <laughs> else would I? Why would I be? Why else would I be screaming? Yeah. Get me out um, of here. I also love this. Petunia roared Uncle Burton and he's getting away. He's getting away. It's like, don't you want him to? You don't want him. Right. So you let him wa- go. Let him go. That's the craziest thing is like, they would rather have him, him and like abuse him than to just let him do him like somewhere else away from them. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's so horrible. Like it's the same thing as the last book where he, like Vernon is like driving away, trying to like, like he's, I don't know, freaking... I can't even think of the analogy right now. I'm tired. But, like, he's all, like, trying to dodge the owls and shit. And it's like, you know you could just let him go, and then you wouldn't see him for the majority of the year. Like, what are you going to do with him throughout the year? You Like, you're imprisoning him. You're never going back to Hogwarts, blah, blah, blah. So what are you going to do? Somebody eventually is going to find out that you're keeping a child, like, locked up in a room. Yeah. Eventually. 
at some point. I mean, obviously we see that most people don't care, but like somebody's going to find out who's going to do, or it's going to be like so obvious that you can't like ignore it. I would hope. He's not going to go to school when you're going to work. Right. And he's just going to be locked in there. Right. Like the thought process, like it's, it's true. It's like, they don't think past how miserable can we make this boy at any given time? They have no thoughts or any like, it's like not logical. And it's just like, it's terrible. And I am very glad the Weasleys came and was like, we're not going to stand for this. We're not gonna <laughs> take it. <Sorry. laughs> oh no, we're not gonna take it. Okay, stop. Um, what happens? Okay, so the Weasleys give a giant tug, and Harry's leg slides from Uncle Vernon's gra- gasp. Grasp. Wow. Um, Harry was in the car. He slammed the door, the door shut, um, and they drive away. Harry couldn't believe it. He was free. He rolled down the window, the night air whipping his hair, and looked back at the shrinking rooftops of Privet Drive. Uncle Vernon, Aunt Petunia, and Dudley were all hanging dumbstruck out of Harry's window. See you next summer, Harry yelled. I love Harry. He's so great. I was just like, see y'all. Bye. Peace. Like. (laughs) (laughs) The Weasleys roared with laughter and Harry settled back in his seat, grinning from ear to ear. I also like how. Other thing. Oh, I was. Really, oh. really quickly, I love how like now, like later after, I guess it's after the next one. He's not. He's assuming that he can't come back. Like technically, this mm-hmm. is the first time he runs away from the Dursleys. Yeah. Um, and he's still assuming that he's going back. Whereas like next year, I think. Uh, after Marge. Yeah, yeah. After Marge, he's like, oh yeah, I can't go back there. But then <laughs> Dumbledore has to explain to him that he's like, you know what I mean? Like they have to explain. Why? Yeah. Actually, I don't think. Do they ever? When does Dumbledore explain that why Harry has to go back to the Dursleys? Is that isn't that that's probably Order of the Phoenix actually? Yeah, I think. But, it I, is. but I like the I assumption here that he ha- that he's gonna see them next summer, regardless yeah. of like yeah, <laughs> the mess. Okay. Um, but I do like also um, the thought that I was. They have not only. A flying car, but there's obviously extendable charms, extension charms in there oh, because yeah. there is his full trunk bars that they took off the windows mm-hmm. they put in the back seat. Harry and Ron and Hedwig yeah. just chilling in the back of a sedan. Yeah. And like comfortably, because it's not like, you know, it's like Harry um, settled back in his seat, grinning from ear to right. ear. Like not even. Just comfy. Yep, chilling. Like. Chilling. <laughs> So yeah. I, I just another way to make you love Arthur. Um, that is not a slide, Alex. Slide. Hey, you can hurt stop yourself. Stop watching sports. Sorry. What are you doing? <laughs> Playoffs. I know, but still, we're talking about Harry Potter. I'm focused. No. Um. Okay. So Harry says, "Let Hedwig out. She can fly behind us. She hasn't had to, a chance to stretch her wings for ages." He's just trying to make up for, like, forgetting her. Forgetting That's cool. her. That's a good apology. Like. Yeah. Um, like, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let it go. Yeah. You were under a lot of stress. Yeah. So, Hedwig gets to fly around alongside them like a ghost. Why would you say that? Ugh, that's actually <laughs> horrible. Do you, you know. That, huh, that makes me really sad, actually. Because he's, like, flying, she's flying around. It's like a foreshadowing. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was really sad. Why do you do these I things? I don't know, because I just read it, and I was like, aww. Or, gliding around like a ghost, because, you know, there's a lot of ghosts at Hogwarts, and 
She's just following behind them. She's white. Yes. There are other yes. reasons. Yes, there are other reasons. But also, obviously, since this is a spoiler-heavy podcast, everyone who dies, their deaths are going to be hanging over, like, this stuff. Uh, now yes. just, never mind. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Please stop. Because I would like I to point out that George handed the hairpin to Ron, and Ron also knows how to... Pick a lock. Jimmy yeah. locks. It's a it's a Weasley family skill. At least, at the very least, like the three of them. <laughs> the three of Maybe them. Maybe Jenny. Probably Jenny. Yeah, Jenny too. I don't think um, that Arthur probably ever got that far because he's too like fascinated he's still, like, to like get to and, like the practical yeah. part of it. He's like, he's just like, this is so amazing. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that he's like, <laughs> I don't know that he's like right into. Oh, okay, this like, this is useful. Let's actually do this. He's like, just, like picking using a hairpin for a lock. Oh, the things these muggles, right? Like these muggles dream up. Like he's not on the level of. Oh, we can actually like use this. Plus, we plus can he this. can use magic whenever he wants. So yeah, he's amazing. it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah. Um. Okay, so Harry tells them about Dobby. Um, the warning he had given Harry in the fiasco with the violet pudding. There was a long shock, a long shocked silence when he had finished. Very fishy, said Fred. Finally, definitely dodgy agreed George. So he wouldn't even tell you who was supposed to be plotting all this stuff? I don't think he could, said Harry. I told you every time he got close to letting something slip, he started banging his head against the wall. Um, he saw Fred and George look at each other. What, you, what, you think he was lying to me? Said, said Harry. Well, said Fred, put it this way. House elves have got powerful magic of their own, but they can't usually use it without their master's permission. I reckon old Dobby was sent to stop you coming back to Hogwarts. Someone's idea of a joke. Can you think of someone at sc- of anyone at school with a grudge against you? Um, I think I mean that does make sense. At the at it the does. same time, the little part about like how cells have powerful magic, but they can't use it without their master's permission. I need to, I need to know about them house elves. I mean, we'll have a discussion, Joe, a longer discussion about that later. But like, I still need to know about the house elves. Joe, we know that you're busy and you're going through a lot, and but we do, we need to know. We need to know the full yeah. story. It's important. It's vitally it important. Um, I'm going to start making shit up. So here <laughs> I go. <laughs> like to hear it, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> like to hear it, here it goes. In, um, in the face of this wide birth of lack of, or this wide chasm of information that we do not have about the yeah. house elves, it does make sense from their perspective, but it also, this is also another example of them underestimating Voldemort, how strong he is, that he's actually plotting a comeback, that he's Mm -hmm. out there, and that Harry's a vital part in that. So, like, to them, it's like, it would be like, if, if Dobby came... And tried to keep Ron from going back to Hogwarts. Okay, maybe that's someone's idea of a bad joke. But, like, Harry is not just some 11-year-old kid. It was a reason why, you know... Yeah, but again, they don't really know that, like, Voldemort is after... Like, like, even even if they are of the people of the wizards who believe that Voldemort is, like, not totally dead, they don't know that... Yeah. They don't know about the prophecies, so they don't know that, like... Harry is He's a, actively after yeah. them. But they do know that Harry just defeated him in a way. Yeah, that's true. 
a couple weeks ago, so he is on kind of the hit list, yeah. I guess you would say. Or he's 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 gotten Voldemort's attention again. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. Yes, they don't know. They think that like Harry just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, and that's you know why Voldemort went to kill him. But um, at the very least, like once. Harry didn't die after Voldemort tried to kill him as a child and then defeated him last year. You could make the logical assumption that Harry is now someone that Voldemort is watching out for and is curious about because what is it with this Mm -hmm. kid, right? Whether or not you know about the prophecy or not, there's something about this kid that keeps stumping me. He needs to go. And... He's he's probably he's the reason I can't get back to my full full power form of glory. That's a logical step, yeah. right? So you can also think. I mean, again, but they're also um, kids. Someone sent yeah yes yes, but you could also think yes, yeah, someone sent Dobby to keep you coming back from coming back to Hogwarts, and maybe like not even as a joke, but as a like we just don't want yeah. you there. Um. But. Then why would why wouldn't Dobby do it in a better way? You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? It seems very. It, if if it was to me, if it was someone's idea of getting or someone trying to get Harry kicked out of Hogwarts using Dobby, then Dobby would have just done the pudding thing without warning Harry or telling Harry about this big plot not to come back. Well, to no, because I don't necessarily know that. Like, I don't think Dobby came in knowing about the Dursleys. In you know what I mean? Like. He could, he could like. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying, if someone sent Dobby, well, he wasn't, and Dobby well, wasn't well, acting Dobby, on his own. He, um, can't talk. Harry only got a warning. It's not like he got expelled for doing that. It was only probation. So unless Dobby stuck around to do like another spell immediately after that, it's not like he. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't even know if he. But it could. It, it seemed more like in that moment he wasn't trying. Not that. See more in that moment that he was trying to get Harry in trouble with the with the Dursleys than it Dursleys. was with the Ministry. Yes. So yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't um. Know. I don't know either. I just think that like it to me this whole thing seems like a very a way of them like discounting. Um, and yes, they're kids and they don't know about the prophecy and there are all these reasons why they would discount this or not think about. Um, the probability that there actually is a plot that's going right. to go down at Hogwarts. Um, I'm not saying that that's not a logical assumption. Like, nothing's going to happen at Hogwarts. It's just someone trying to get right. you in trouble or trying to keep, you know, trying to, like, keep you from going back mm-hmm. to Hogwarts. And if if keeping Harry from going back to Hogwarts is the ultimate goal, um, that wasn't didn't come from Dobby, because Dobby's... Obviously, we talked about Dobby's well-intentioned, but... Yeah. His, he's not good at planning. His plans are... There's, there's flaws mm-hmm. in his plan. Um, but if it was... His master, who was the one that was, like, doing this, and I think that that could have been done in a better way, in an easier way, without actually having this convoluted plan that could only really come from someone as unique yeah. as Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it does. But I think also because they weren't there, they couldn't like, it's just based on what Harry's telling them. 
So it's yeah. like based yeah, yeah. on what you're saying, it could be anything. Um Yeah, so so um what's it called? Fred asks like if there's anyone at school with a grudge against them. Um Harry and Ron say yes. Draco Malfoy, he hates me. Um, Draco Malfoy said, uh, said George, not Lucius Malfoy's son. I'm like, they don't know. I mean, maybe this is one of those things that kind of like points to how large Hogwarts is, even though we never really get it. But like, you don't, you've been with a school with him for a whole year and you don't know that like there's this little... I mean, I get the, I would get that because they, he's the first yeah, year. Yeah, but so I just, like, but only because care? his, but, their, like, if it was just like a regular thing, if Ron wasn't there and yeah. it was just like, you're a third year and it's the first year and like, I don't pay attention, but because he has a little brother who's like, has a problem with, that's my thing is like, yeah, Ron, you, you never talk to them about yeah, Draco that or. And that I wrote that as like, shouldn't they already yeah. know about Draco because of their relationship yeah. with Ron? It would be different if it was like, just. Justin Finch, right? Exactly. That? You know what I mean? That's, like, yeah. Who is that? You don't have any kind of. There's been no like antagonism or whatever exactly. between. He's in a different house. There's no reason for Ron to like talk about him or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's not in their year. It is to me. I thought that was kind of interesting that they know Lucius. Um, the twins that they think of Lucius before they like you know that's how mm-hmm. they connect him like. But then again, as a younger sibling, there are so many times that I have talked to my brother about things, and then like five weeks later, he's like, "Wait, what happened?" Yeah. AKA the time I asked Daniel Radcliffe a question at Comic Con, and then a smooth two weeks later, my brother goes, "Oh, he plays Harry Potter. No wonder why you were so excited, <laughs> bitch! You don't know Daniel Radcliffe oh plays Harry gosh. Potter." So you just haven't been listening That's to me so at funny. all. You just paid no, you just give no fucks to what's You're going like, on in oh, my life. life. My entire That's being hilarious. just escapes his notice sometimes. <laughs> so I do, I, I had to think about that too, because I was definitely like, how do they not know about Draco? And then I was like, yeah, Ron has probably told them about Draco. They know about Draco. And they were just like, mm, right. whatever. Right. <laughs> like uh, we have more important things to up, worry so about. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I've heard Dad talking about him. Said George, he was a big supporter of you know who, and then you know who disappeared. Said Fred. Lucius Malfoy came back saying he never meant any of it. Load of dung. Dad reckons he was right in you know who's inner circle. Um, I love how they don't, how we don't learn about, like, Death Eaters until Goblet of Fire. Like, they just keep calling it, like, other stuff. He was a really, he was a follower. He was in his inner circle. He's a supporter. supporter. He was, like, real closely, you know who, like, yeah. Um, but Um, I also, I get, like, Goblet of Fire is when shit gets real, so it kind of makes sense. (laughs) Like. I actually think that, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban is when shit gets real. I think Prisoner of Azkaban is, like, the, Prisoner of Azkaban is, like, the, um, it's like the buildup to shit getting real. I feel like I feel like it's a um, like Prisoner of Azkaban is my second Prisoner favorite Azkaban book. Goes, or Prisoner of Azkaban goes, it's hey, more like, hey, just so you know, the shit could get real. Yeah, I feel like real. it starts off very similar <laughs> to um to like the first two books. The, so it starts so like the yeah, like one and two are very like children's books and like they two starts to kind of like complicate and... shit a little bit, but it's pretty. It's like on the same level, and then. 
uh, Prisoner of Azkaban kind of like goes up a little bit. So you start off in that way. So it's like a little comfortable for you. And you're like, okay, I'm used Mm -hmm. to this. And then like at some point it just gets real and you're like, oh shit, I wasn't ready. And then Goblet of Fire happens. And the first, I remember, and like we'll talk about this when we talk about Goblet of Fire in like a year. But when I read the first chapter (laughs) of Goblet of Fire, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, so we're not messing around anymore. Like, this is actually, like, this is a whole other thing. <laughs> okay, like, all right, I'm ready. So I think that, like, yeah. Prison of Aspen is definitely, like, darker and, like, a little bit more, like, the stakes are higher. It follows the formula yeah, it, of the but first it just, two. Like, but the ending, too, is, like... I mean, it does, like, the first two does do have that, oh, the bad guy isn't the bad exactly. guy that you thought it was. But to me, President Askman says, the bad guy isn't the bad guy you thought it was. But the ramifications also, for that are much higher. Like, the stakes are way higher. And and the bad guy is who you think it is. It's just the entire exactly. system is wrong. Exactly. It's just, like, so, much more, it's like, and, it's, and it also gives you more, more backstory into, and like, into, like, Harry's parents and, like, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So we get more... Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just, like, it's more, yeah. inform- it's more important than it being, like, oh, it's not Snape, it's Quirrell, it like, Snape. <laughs> that's, it's not that, and it's not, like, oh, it's not Draco, it's Jenny, like, it's, it's, it's more, like, no, it's not Siri, it's Peter, and, like, this is real and important, and, like, it's yeah. not over. <laughs> or, no, it's serious, but serious isn't we, who, his motivations aren't exactly. what you thought they were, and he's not, mm-hmm. yeah, and it is serious, but... He's actually coming from other from exactly. your side. Yeah. yeah. Um, it also to me is the first time that you start to think like, at least from an audience perspective, like, oh, the Daily Prophet mm-hmm. can be wrong. The it's like media you know, and ministry um, and all that stuff. And we get a little yeah, bit about the ministry and like in ramping this one. up things. Um, um, but I do also want to like point out though that. This is one of the times, and we hear, there's, like, a little aside to it with Ron talking about um, Arthur and saying something about, like, you know, Dad says that there's never been... A witch or wizard. witch or wizard Mm -hmm. that hasn't gone bad, that it wasn't in Slytherin or something like that, but um, it kind of, this, this really shows, like, the kind of hero worship they have for Arthur and that, like, fatherly, like... My dad said this, so... The way that they, the way that they say it, like, my dad said this and mm-hmm. so it's the truth. Like, load of, what does he load say? Load of dung. Um, dad reckons. Load of dung. Yeah, dad so it's reckons. like, it's like, I'm saying you know my opinion, mean? but it's my dad who said this, but it's my opinion. Yeah, my opinion is mm-hmm. based on the fact that my dad and says this like that too. what he says. Oh, Yeah. Um, but it's also and just, it like, a sense. very, like, you're, like, yeah, it's not even... Yeah, there was a, there was a point, um, and this, I'm just using Obasi as an example because he's, like, the closest person to me as, like, a younger mm-hmm. brother type of situation, and I feel like he was, you guys had come to visit and you were in L.A., we were all in L.A., and you, he was probably, like, 13 or 12 or 13, and it was literally, like, every other word out of his mouth was like, well, my dad says, mm-hmm. my dad, my dad, my dad. And I was like, you're really <laughs> into your dad right now? <laughs> like, and it was just not like a, it was like, I think I recognized it because I was older and I got to be able to be like, oh, this is interesting. In a way that I probably, like, I'm sure that, like, Brandon did, my brother did this mm-hmm. at some point too. Or, you know, it's been done before, but it was the first time that I was like, in a position of, like, maturity enough to, like, recognize what was happening. 
And so I think that I love this, too, because it's very human. It's very, um, like, at this age, with the knowledge of the world that the twins have and that Ron has and whatever, like, the fact that Arthur says something is very informative to them and and Mm -hmm. has a lot of sway. Um, And then Arthur's position in the ministry, even though, you know, Lucius has more money or whatever, but, like, Arthur is, like, you know, a ministry official. And so he's in the know. And he, you know what I mean? Like, he's got these, like, um, this pedigree that allows them to lend more credence to it, not just, like, Oh, and, you know, they know, like, oh, we're, we don't just believe this because it, our dad said it, but, like, right. our dad knew exactly. it. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it was, like, a, it's a very um, true-to-life passage for me that's, like, yeah, at a certain point, like, you're, the people in your family are, um, when you're at that age, like, adults and the adults that are close to you hold a mm-hmm. lot of influence. Um and it can go this way, or it can, on the opposite side, go the way of, like, Draco Dudley, or Dr- yeah. a Dudley, you know what I mean? Having, like, the parental influence of a Vernon Dursley or a Lucius Malfoy, and that, like, has a lot of effect on who those yeah. two kids are and what they value and mm. how they behave. So, I, th- I like yeah, to just no, point for that real. out. Um, <laughs> okay, so Harry had heard these rumors about Malfoy's family before, which is funny because he heard them from Ron, so it's the same thing. From um, Ron. And, this, yeah. and they didn't surprise him at all. Malfoy made Dudley Dursley look like a kind, thoughtful, and sensitive boy. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I always Doubtful. think that's funny because in these two, that's, like, becomes the thing. Like, that's how you connect them is there makes Dudley look like this. But I'm like, if Dudley had magic, he'd be the same. If Dudley was a pureblood wizard... It'd be the same thing. I actually yeah. low-key think that he would well, be worse. Also, like, earlier in And we the... can talk about that in the next chapter and, but, when we, like, actually meet Lucius and stuff. But, like, I think Dudley would be, would be worse than Malfoy. But if you even think about it, two chapters ago, when Harry was being bullied by Dudley, he says Dudley makes Draco think right. like Right, yeah, no, he, it was more like whatever. he was wishing that he you could know. see something magic. He was like, even Draco... I would I would be down to like yeah. see him right now. So it's just yeah, like, exactly. So it's like it depends like where on he is. where he is and his mood. Who is you know they're so close in misery for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it flips. You know right. Who's worse at any given time? Um, I don't know whether the Malfoys own a house elf. Said Harry. Well, whoever owns him will be in an old wizarding family and they'll be rich. Said Fred. Yeah, mom's always wishing wishing we had a house elf to do the ironing. Okay, real quick. Alert, alert. We've said this. No such yeah. thing as a good master. So, no, Molly, you do not need yeah. a house elf. Have your kids do some damn chores. Yeah. You'll be all right. Okay. Yes. Um, true. <laughs> true. But true, all true. we've got is a lousy old ghoul in the attic and gnomes all over the garden. Um, house elves come with big old manors and <laughs> castles and places like that. You wouldn't catch one in our house. Um, yeah. <laughs> Judging by the fact that Draco usually had the best of everything, his family was rolling in withered gold, he could just see Malfoy strutting around in a large manor house, sending the family servant to stop Harry from going back to Hogwarts also sounded exactly like the sort of thing Malfoy would do. Had Harry been stupid to take no, Dobby you seriously? No, hadn't been, but you know. No, no, you really have. I know it's rhetorical, really but yeah, continue to take him seriously. As ridiculous as he yeah. was in the last chat, like he's not lying to you when he came to you. Like, at the very least, he yeah. was 
<laughs> being truthful. Um, Ron, though, is like, whatever, bruh. Even if it was a big joke, like, I'm glad we still came to get you. Um, and I'm yeah. going to say that out loud so that I can feel confident about it when I come to Molly. Um, when Molly Wobbles is like, what were you thinking? I'm going to be like, look, mom. We had to do what we had to First, do. First, we thought it was Ariel's fault. Yeah. We did what we had to. I thought it was Errol's fault at first. Who's Errol? Our Al. He's ancient. Wouldn't be the first time he Aww. clapped on delivery. Poor Errol. Um, Errol Loki. And also, like, I met really? a dude named Errol, and I was like, do you know that you're named after an owl in Harry Potter? And he was like, first things first, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, and second, yes, I've heard that before. Thank you. You're not the first. Because my bra- I, my face was like, right. what's your name? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> no chill. Right. Let me tell you, you probably something. never heard this before. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I've heard. Um, so then he tried to borrow Hermes. Who? The owl mom and dad bought Percy when he made prefect, said Fred from the front. But Percy wouldn't lend him to me. Percy's been acting very oddly this summer, said George, and he has been sending a lot of letters and spending a lot of time shut up in his room. I mean, there's only so much, so many times you can polish a prefect badge. You're driving too far west, Fred. Okay. Um, Percy has a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. But I can't figure thank out, you, like, I was like, I was Percy, like, why are you like, you have a I girlfriend, forgot. but it's not like she's at the borough. Right? What are you doing other than writing letters? I mean, okay, how old is he? He's like 15, 16. It's very important to him to get his booting, to get the letters as quickly as possible, and to send his response. He back must be as doing something else though, if he's locked in his room the whole time. We're just gonna leave it at that because this is well, a we're children's gonna, book. Yeah, <laughs> um, but <laughs> yes, he's getting some exercise in and practice. Anyway. Yeah, you know. Anyway, children's so, book. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. On. So, does your dad know you've got the car? Said Harry, guessing the answer. Er, no, said Ron. He had to work tonight. Hopefully we'll be able to get it back in the garage without mom noticing we flew it. What does your dad do at the Ministry of Magic anyway? He mo- he works in the most boring department, said Ron. The misuse of muggle artifacts office. Um, the, the what? what? Harry, come on, be cool. Just be like, the the what? <laughs> like you, you don't have to say what in italics. Um, All this effacet. Yeah. Um, stop. <laughs> It's all to do with bewitching things that are muggle made, you know, in case they end up back in a muggle shop or house. Like last year, some old witch died and her tea set was sold to an antique shop. This muggle woman bought it, took it home, and tried to serve her friend's tea in it. It was a nightmare. Dad was working overtime for weeks. What happened? The teapot went berserk and squirted boiling tea all over one, all over the place, and one man ended up in the hospital with the sugar tongs clamped to his nose. Um... Man, all these magical injuries are so, like, ridiculous. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so, I wonder, though, if, like, that happened because the old witch's, like, spell was wearing out and you have to, like, re-up the spells. Right, or, because, like, why would you... Or if the teapot was like, bitch, who was you? You ain't my you Right, ain't my or witch. maybe, like, the, the teapots are, like, super bigoted and they were like, muggles! <laughs> muggles! <laughs> Um, so sure. they had to do memory charms and all sorts of stuff to cover it up. But your dad, this car, Fred laughed. Yeah, dad's crazy about everything to do with muggles. Our shed's full of muggle stuff. He takes it apart, puts spells on it, and puts it back together again. If he raided our house, he'd have to put himself under arrest. It drives mum mad. Um, 
so they start to park. They start, or, yeah, they start to, like, lower so they can, like, to the ground. Um, we're a little way outside the village, said George. Ottery St. Catchpole. That was my location on Twitter before I changed it to Southside Die Got Out, like, three years ago. <laughs> that was so long ago. I haven't changed my location in forever. I just changed my location yeah. to in New York, where you can be a new man. But. Huh. That's clever. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> before that, it was the, the Raza. Shout out to Dark Matter. Oh, and before that, yeah. I think I was in, like, um, Godric's Hollow. Like, East Godric's Hollow yeah. or something like that. I think I was in Godric's Hollow one time. I think it was Godric's Hollow and then Ottery St. Catchpole, because I just really like that, yeah. like that name. I don't know. It's a great name. Random. Yeah. And then, yeah, now I'm in Southside Diagon Alley. Because I'm a thug. That's where the thugs live. In Southside Diagon Alley? Just so you know. Only the, the shops. Only the, only the trap wizards live there. Apparating out um, the bando. <laughs> yeah. Disapparating out the bando. Yep. yep. Okay. You're right. You're right. Okay. Woo. Um. So, lower and lower went the flying car. The edge of a brilliant red sun was now gleaming through the trees. Um, Touchdown, said Fred. Uh, okay. Um, Touchdown. Actually, they they just, um, in case you're wondering, it's fourth and eight. And so they, no, I'm just saying it wasn't a touchdown. It's fourth and eight. So they're going to change on downs. But go ahead. Continue. I don't even, okay. I don't even know who's playing, but whatever. The Patriots Um, versus the Chiefs. Oh, just so okay. you guys that's can cool. give you a location of like where we are in space and time, timey wimey wibbly wobbly. That's you know that's, yeah. that's good yeah <laughs> wibbly wobbly. Um, it looked as though it had been. Oh wait, so they Harry gets a first look at Ron's house. Mm-hmm. It looked as though it had once been a large stone pig pen, but extra rooms had been added here and there until it was several stories high and so crooked it looked as though it were held up by magic, which Harry reminded right bleh, which Harry reminded himself. It probably was. Four or five chimneys were perched on top of the red roof. A lopsided sign stuck in the ground near the entrance read, the burrow. Around the front door lay a jumble of rubber boots and a very rusty cauldron. Several fat brown chickens were pecking their way around the yard. It's not much, said Ron. It's wonderful, said Harry, happily thinking of Privet Drive. Um, so again, this is like, which we'll get a lot in this chapter, um, is a lot of like Ron's kind of, um, he's like being self-conscious yeah. about the fact that his family like doesn't have a lot of money and he's like yeah it looks like a rundown blunt but Harry who's like doesn't live with magic on a regular <laughs> basis is like no this is the best thing ever so it's like the same thing when like Harry's talking where, when they're on the what's it called on the train mm-hmm. in the first book um, and Ron is talking about like oh I have all these brothers and Harry's like, man, I wish I had, I like lived in an all wizarding family. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's just like, again, like that difference of, um, uh, like upbringing and then and... like different, yeah, experience. And it's like privilege in different ways. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure yeah. to Ron, Ron just like rescued Harry from Harry's, um, uh, from the Dursleys and Privet Drive is a perfectly nice, you know, place. And so and, like clean and, and, and I'm sure that mm-hmm. Ron sees that and he's like, oh, well he lives in a nice house and blah, blah, blah. But like, doesn't think mm-hmm. about the what the actual inside of that. Yeah, it's nice, it's neat, but he's locked in a room um, with bars on his windows and no one to love him. And I, th- I think he knows that. I think he knows yeah. that, but then he, I think he just kind of like... I mean, also, he t- you know, he takes his what he has for granted. But I also um, think, too, people it's like tend to do, you think about but, like the different ways. Like, yeah, he knows that Harry isn't happy there, but he also probably assumes that Harry has this sort of expectation of like 
things and how things should yeah, look. Yeah, things in order. And stuff. Yeah, so it's yeah. like even though Harry probably he doesn't know that Harry pretty much takes everything that the Dursleys do and does the opposite. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, now we'll go upstairs really quietly," said Fred, "and wait for Mum to call us for breakfast." Then, Ron, you come bounding downstairs going, Mom, look who turned up in the night. And she'll be all pleased to see Harry and no one need ever know we flew the car. That's not a great plan. I think it's a great plan. I, I don't know if you can, like, I don't know if you can dub that, like, Tony Stark, like, little <laughs> clip in this at any point. But that. Not a great plan. Because she's going to ask questions. She's going to be like, so how did he turn up in the night? Harry, what were you How'd doing? You How'd you get here? here? Who got you here? Where, what's up with the Dursleys? Your aunt and uncle are cool? And, like, mm-hmm. she's going to. Harry would crack under interrogation. Yes. Like, like as, as sweet as she is to him, like, he wouldn't be able to yeah, do it. Yeah, he's not lying to Molly. Um, um, by the no, way, for on. keeping count, that's great plan number three of the book. Right. So, I'm keeping exactly. count. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of just terrible... Man, yeah, you really got to keep count. There's like yeah. a billion terrible <laughs> plans in this book. Okay. Um, right, said Ron. Come on, Harry. I sleep at the at the top. Ron had gone a nasty greenish color, his eyes fixed on the house. The other three wheeled around. Mrs. Weasley was marching across the yard, scattering chickens, and for a short, plump, kind-faced woman, it was remarkable how much she had looked. She looked like a saber-toothed tiger. Ah, said Fred. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, said George. <laughs> Where have you been? Right, she exactly. say that, but um, she should. So Mrs. Weasley comes to a halt. Um, in front of them, her hands on her hips, staring from one guilty face to the next. She was wearing a flowered apron with a wand sticking out of the pocket. So, she said. Morning, Mom, said George, in what he clearly thought was a jaunty, winning voice. I love it. He's like, I'm going to charm my way out of this. Yeah, I got this. Um, have you have any do, Have you any idea how worried I've been, said Mrs. Weasley. Sorry, Mom, but see, we had to... All three of Mrs. Weasley's sons were taller than she was, but they cowered as her rage broke over them. Bed's empty, no notes, car gone, you could have crashed out of my mind with worry. Did you care? Never, as long as I've lived. You wait until your father gets home. We've never had trouble like this with Bill or Charlie or Percy. Perfect Percy, muttered Fred. You could do with taking a leaf out of Percy's book, yelled Mrs. Weasley. You could have died, you could have been seen, you could have lost your father his job. Um, couple things. One thing, the priorities Mm -hmm. right there. Now we know why Ron loves Hermione so much. Um, also, there's like but the one thing we are kind of in perfect order as opposed to or worse expelled. No, but she starts with you could have died. No, I'm saying and then scene and then job. Like, yeah, I feel like when you want to build up to the worst case scenario, you do that last. Oh, that's what I'm I saying. thought she was doing yeah. it like from the, her worries, like just listening to the top of her worries. Oh, it bottom. could be there could be that too. Yeah, there could be like, that. These too. are all the ways um, this shit could have went wrong. First and foremost, right. you could have died. You and if died. you would have died, I'd have resurrected you so I could kill you again, motherfucker. Yeah. But anyway, um... <laughs> um, really quickly though, I the part like in her little rant before that when she's um, yelling at them, the last part we never had trouble like this from Bill or Charlie or Percy, and that's like one of those things where you get the tension mm-hmm. between like Molly and the twins, where she's like constantly com- trying to compare them to. Um, the boys before their older brothers and like we don't he, she doesn't get that a lot with Ron and I think part of the reason is because um, I don't know I think Fred and George goof around way more than like anyone else mm-hmm. and because they're like the next ones like they feel they're like Percy's about to graduate after the next year right yeah, 
Yeah. He's got two yeah. more years. So he has two more years in Hogwarts. Um, but he's a prefect and he's like, you know, nobody's worried about him. Whereas like Fred and George are the next ones that to like trying to get through mm-hmm. Hogwarts or whatever. And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. With y'all. <laughs> like y'all are, I'm trying to, like, you're, um, so it's like that thing where you compare them to the point where they become resentful. Yes. Um, so that's like one of the, and I think in Goblet of Fire, that becomes like a big thing they get into this huge fight before they leave for the wizard cup or the wizard cup, the world cup. Um, and then when they come back, she's, like, so sad. Like, oh, my God. Like, you guys could have died. And then I just was yelling at you. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's the moment where they kind of, like, come together. I don't know. Order of the Phoenix, she yells a lot at them. But still, it's, like, they're trying to, like, reconcile that whole thing. I mean, the whole, they, like, the whole way through. Because even um, when they drop out and, like, they're obviously doing well. Um, she's, she's a little worried, but I think she's, she's less worried. She's proud, but she's also, you can tell, like, it's not... It's not what she wanted, yeah. and it's not what she expected. Yes. Um, um, and she's happy but that I think they're doing by that well, point, she's, she's still... a little bit... Yeah, I think at that point, she's a little more, like, um, just, like, letting it go because they're doing... It's not like they just dipped, and then they're, like, bums. Yeah. On, in Diagon Alley. Um, um, so... I think also by that point, too, there's, like, way bigger worries than, like, their future. Yeah, like, that's Whether or not she's they'll much, even have a future like... to mess up, you know? Um, because... Tears. Yeah. Um, um why do you yeah what, I know God. you said that that was you that was all but you but I was saying I it in the context nope, of the fact nope, that Voldemort nope, was coming nope. back you said it but he you was still it. there you said it Fred was still alive you said in it in my term you said it I hate you you said it um sat down it seemed to go on for hours Mrs. Weasley had shouted herself hoarse before she turned on Harry who backed away <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so funny. It's like one of those things. It's like hella awkward when you're like at your friend's house and they, and get, they get in trouble, yeah. and you're just like, mm. <laughs> um, I don't know what to do. I'm very pleased to see exactly. <laughs> I'm very pleased to see you, Harry dear. She said, "Come in and have some breakfast." She turned and walked back into the house, and Harry, after a nervous glance at Ron, glance at Ron, who nodded encouragingly, followed her. Ron's um, like, "What you gonna was, do? Go get some breakfast, bro." Yeah, like, you better go get breakfast. <laughs> this point. <laughs> What are you going to starve out here? Yeah. You better just go inside. Um, so they go into the kitchen, which was small and rather cramped. There was a scrubbed wooden table and chairs in the middle, and Harry sat down on the edge of his seat looking around. He had never been in a wizard house before. I love the burrow. Me too. So great. It's so um, full the- of life, but also, like, she makes a point to say, like, it was scrubbed, and... Um, like, it's clean. It's, clean. it's just very it's small, just, yeah. and it's cramped. And it's busy, um, but it's not... And that's kind of... Yeah. yeah, and I think the thing is, is like with money, um, I think that's the thing is like, they live in a big house, and I think that the way that they show that they don't have a lot of money is like, I mean, later on when we see their their vault or whatever, mm-hmm. but some of that stuff doesn't need money, you just need magic, like cut down some trees, add another story to the house because you got more kids, yeah. like it's not uh, um yeah, and, and I don't that, know like, like how like, many generations have, be, have lived in the borough, I wonder if like I wonder if that's, like, the Weasley house. You know, like, yeah. Malfoy Manor is Malfoy Manor, and that's where, like, they've lived for generations. But I wonder if the borough is like that, where, like, maybe Arthur grew up there. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe him and Molly were like, all right, let's do this. And they just started having hella kids, and they are like, all right, let's figure this out. Yeah, adding to the, to the spot, because we don't have money to, like, move somewhere else. Um, but, but, yeah, I, like, yeah. Um, I do also think that, like, it shows, too, it's, like, the, the, it's not... Um, 
they make it work, you know? It's not pretty. It's very right. much thrown together, but it's thrown together with love. And so that's exactly. all that really matters in the end. Aw. Um, that was a very, like, Harry Potter. It's all, love is all that matters in the end. Right. Um, that's all true. <laughs> but I do think, like, it's full and it's busy and cluttered, but it's still, like, it's clean Molly offers Harry seconds and thirds, you know what I mean? They have enough. Mm-hmm. They're they're not wanting for anything. And, like, yeah, they don't have, um, you know, they talk about, you know, getting, or that, that's the next chapter, never mind. But they, you know, they, Ron talks about how his room is small and he lives right above, or he's right below the goblin. Um, the ghoul. And there are those things that are kind of like not perfect you know like I'm mm-hmm. sure Draco has a large room and a four poster bed and there's no ghouls in Malfoy Manor but that's not what matters to and especially to Harry you know we've talked about his priorities and stuff and so like we see Harry don't care it's like this, right. is, this is wonderful and you know again it's the whole love versus money and like he gets, like, the love that he doesn't get at his house yeah. in the borough. Yeah. Um, and they're not wanting for anything, because Molly exactly. is, like, trying to fatten him up. Like, she got, yeah. Um, the clock on the wall opposite him had only one hand. But, I mean, okay, real quick. They also have, like, a garden, and they have, like, chickens and stuff. Yeah. So it's not like they... So it's like, they don't have a lot of money, but they do have things that will help them, like, with their resources. Yeah. Like, they have... They, and, like, I'm sure Molly is, like, a G at, like... Stretching. Splitting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, budgeting and all that kind of shit. Um... A clock on the wall opposite him had only had one hand and no numbers at all. Written around the edge were things like time to make tea, time to feed the chickens, and you're late. Books were stacked three deep on the mantelpiece. Books with titles like charm your own cheese, enchantment in baking, and one minute feasts. It's magic. (laughs) And unless Harry's ears were deceiving him, the old radio next to the sink had just announced the coming up was witching hour with the popular singing sorceress Celestina Warbeck. Um... Mrs. Weasley was clattering around cooking breakfast a little haphazardly, throwing dirty looks at her sons as she threw sausages into the frying pan. Every now and then she muttered things like, don't know what you were thinking of, and never would have believed it. (laughs) I don't blame you, dear, she assured Harry. Arthur and I have been worried about you, too. Just last night we were saying we'd come and get you ourselves if you hadn't written back to Ron by Friday. Um... Yeah, and I'm wondering, like, do they know how terrible the Dursleys are? I don't think, I think, like... I don't think they do. I don't think that they do, and I don't, I I think at the end of the last book, when Vernon's like, all right, let's go, boy, or something like that, and Molly is like, ugh, you're not pleasant. You know, right, but, but it's not any indication that they're, like, abusive. abusive. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, they decided if you hadn't written... That's why it sounds kind of weird, and it actually reminds me of a conversation I was having with... Uh, Connie, shout out to Connie <laughs> on Twitter um, last night, which I guess at this point will be like almost a week ago. Um, but it was about about um, a week ago. Sorry, stuff. I did something Lord. cool. Sorry. Um, it was about like the Jedi and how they don't really like ask their parents if they can like take them to become Jedi. <laughs> they just kind of assume that it's cool and they just take them. So it just reminded me, it's like we were saying we'd come get you ourselves if you hadn't written back to Ron. But it's, like, if they didn't realize how, like, terrible the Dursleys were, like, to what extent, then, like, you can't really go to somebody's house and be like, all right, we're taking your kid because we haven't heard from him in a in weeks. Well, I think what their 
plan probably was was like we're gonna go introduce our because probably they're thinking you know maybe i mean they're more reasonable yeah so like, I, obviously. and i'm thinking they're probably like well maybe he's not writing back or whatever because the dorsey's like i don't know these people like who are you know like mm-hmm. and so because it was kind of similar when i was growing up where it was like if my mom not that i ever really got to go to anyone's like to spend the night or anything but if i went to my friend's house like the first time my mom would drop me off and like talk to their parents and meet them and you know right. like get to know them on at least a surface level, you know? So I think that that's probably what their plan was. Like, we'll go get you on Fridays and, like, we will introduce ourselves and explain to the Dursleys why we want you to come stay and, you know, like, show them that we're sensible, normal people that love you and are going to take care of you. Right. Um, Not knowing that the Dursleys would respond to that worse than if they were saying, like, oh, we're terrible people and we're going to just come, like, let your son, like, let your nephew do whatever the hell he wants to because right. we're <laughs> irresponsible, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, I, I'm sure that they're just not assuming um, abuse as opposed to just, like, right. unpleasantness. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what was it? Oh, but really, flying an illegal car halfway across the country, anyone could have seen you. Um, she flicks her wand casually as a, at the dishes in the sink, which began to clean themselves. It was cloudy, Mom, said Fred. You keep your mouth closed while you're eating, Mrs. Weasley snapped. <laughs> they were starving him, Mom, said George. And you, um, but it was slightly softened. But She said it with a slightly softened expression that she's... Um, Oh, what? Oh, but it was with a slightly softened expression that she started cutting Harry bread and buttering it for him. Like, I think that, like, she, I wrote here, like, she has a soft spot for Harry for sure, but mm-hmm. it's because of his childhood and because of, like, his yeah. parents and less because he's, like, the boy who lives. Oh, um, definitely. It's... Which I think is, like, which I think is, like, the thing, um, I think that's part of the reason why, like, Harry feels so at home there is, like, he's not treated well because... Of, like, fame. what he did. Yeah. He's treated well because he deserves to be treated well. And because he's, like, they treat him like family. And it's not for, like, any other ulterior mo- ulterior motive. It's just because, like... That's how they are. Good pe- yeah. And I and think, like, too, And like, he deserves Molly it. Molly like, says in the first, in Sorcerer's Stone, when they're asking, like, oh, can we get his autograph? Or can we ask... I wonder if he remembers anything or whatever. And she's mm-hmm. like, you will not ask him that. Like, right. that is a terrible time in his life. Mm-hmm. And she's very cognizant of that. I also think... Um, she probably thinks, you know, like, Ron's like, oh, they were starving him. Like, yeah, Ron's just being dramatic, so he's not in as much trouble as he's going to be. But there is something to, like, knowing your children and knowing that, like, Ron's not a liar, you know what I mean? No, yeah. So maybe she doesn't believe, like, she's probably like, oh, you're overreacting and, like, oh, what, he doesn't get dessert or whatever? But it still softens her even more like let me make sure that you know he's well fed and yeah i was gonna say like george says they're starving him and she like immediately starts cutting him bread and like (laughs) eat this i mean like and i think she she's like always whenever she sees him she's like you look like you're you're hella skinny we need to feed you she's like one of them kind of moms yeah like here's some here's a plate of food (laughs) hi have some food (laughs) yeah um which yeah it makes sense look like you need to constantly be eating yeah. Um, um, at that moment, there was a diversion in the form of a small red-haired figure in a aww. long nightdress who appeared in the kitchen and gave a small squeal and ran out again. <laughs> Jenny, said Ron in an undertone to Harry, my sister, she's been talking about you all summer. Yeah, she'll be wanting your autograph, Harry, Fred said with a grin. 
Um, so, aw, they're so cute. <laughs> it's just, all right, Jenny. Um, he caught his mother's eye and bent his face over his plate without another word because yep. they do not fucks with Molly Wobbles. No. Um, blimey, I'm tired, yawned Fred. I think I'll go to bed, bed end. You will not, snapped Mrs. Weasley. It's your own fault you've been up all night. You're going to denome the garden for me. They're getting completely out of hand again. Oh, Mom. And you too, she said, glaring at Ron and George. Um, you can go up to bed, dear, she added to Harry. You didn't ask them to fly that wretched car. <laughs> she's just like, uh, yeah, she's not having any of their shit at it's, all. It so reminds me of, like, my family, though, in general, where it's just like, y'all are in trouble, but that does not mean that your guest does not get treated well. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> You're here now. Yeah, so we don't have to, you know. You know. Um, there's nothing we could do at this point like yeah. here but also you're still in trouble yeah but, um, but Harry you felt wide awake said quickly I'll help Ron I've never seen a denoming um, that's very sweet of you dear but it's dull work now let's see what Lockhart's got to say on the subject oh boy um, Ooh, is that our first mention of Lockhart I think yep, so it is um, mom we know how to denome a garden said George um, Harry looked at the book written across it in fancy gold letters with the word were the words Gilderoy's Lockhart Guide to Household Pets Pests. There was a big photograph photograph on the for, uh wow on the front of a was very good looking wizard with a wave with wavy blonde hair and bright blue eyes. Um, As always in the Wizarding World, the yeah. photograph was moving, and Harry and a wizard who Harry supposed was Lockhart kept winking cheekily up at them all. Miss Weasley beamed down at him. Gilderoy Lockhart is like the Denzel of the Wizarding World. I was going to say Idris Elba because we just had that conversation yesterday about... <laughs> My auntie be tripping. <laughs> My mom was like, I got Idris. He's the same age as me. And, like, she's been loving him since, like, The Wire. Or before The Wire. But she also, like... So she was like, This was, like, no. a very, like... It was, like... What was it? Idris Elba versus or Michael, B. Michael Jordan, B. Jordan. My friend was like, this, like, terrible this terrible choice I had to make. Basically, Robin got neither of them because me and my mom jumped in and were like, oh, <laughs> nope. Well, this I got is what Michael you can B. Do. So I was like, you can have Idris. And, and my like, mom was like, like, you can have Idris. And then my auntie, like, put the law down as if this like, was, like, a possibility. And she was like, well, what you will not do yeah. is take like, my man. Exactly. And then I'm just sitting there like, but auntie. But you're married, though. But you're married. And I love him. <laughs> And she was like, like, but look. (laughs) She's like, no. What you will not do. (laughs) And it was like when, you know, when your auntie and or parent like tells you what you will not do. And then you're just stuck because you're like, well, I will not do that. Nope. (laughs) Well. So neither of us can have Idris, apparently. Apparently. That's pretty much the law has been laid down. That's cool. I got Michael Bay, though. That's cool. Do I get King Dries? I feel like they're two different people. If you want to, I don't care. <laughs> do do you, boo? Booyaka shot, booyaka. We were watching, we were watching uh, the Daily Show, and my mom was like, "I mean, the, isn't Trevor Noah's cute? Robin can have Trevor Noah." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I mean." I was like, I think she likes him too. You're good. It was so funny. It was like way after the fact. Um, <laughs> she- she went oh yeah 
She like never re- we're in this group thread and she like hardly ever responds because she's an adult with things to do. Right. But she came out of nowhere and was like engaged in that yep. conversation. Like <laughs> she'll usually do like say like one or two things and like leave us alone. But she was mm. like, "What you will not do <laughs> is talk about Idris Elba as that's if so that's funny. any kind of option for you." Yeah. Oh man, so funny. Um, um, okay. So mom fancies him," said Fred in a very audible whisper. Don't be so ridiculous, Fred. Um, all right, if you think you know better than Lockhart, you can go and get on with it. And woe betide you if there's a single gnome in that garden when I come out to inspect it. Woe betide you. That like is some that. classy shit. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that, Molly. I mess with that. Um, um, so, Muggles, I'm just going to skip over. The garden was large, and Harry's... Um, and in Harry's eyes, exactly, like exactly what, what garden our garden should, should be. be. The Dursleys wouldn't have liked it. There are plenty of weeds in the grass needed cutting, and gnarled trees. Plants Harry had never seen spilling from every flower bed, and a green pond full of frogs. Muggles have garden gnomes too, you know, Harry told Ron, and as they crossed the lawn. Yeah, I see those things they think are gnomes, <laughs> said Ron. Little fat, little fat, like fat little Santas with fishing rods. Mm-hmm. And there was a violent scuffling noise from the peony bush, and Ron straightened up. This is a gnome. Get off me! Get off me! Squirrel the gnome. <laughs> I totally wish that this scene would have made the movie. Yeah, I, I wish we'd seen more of the burrow. It was like they immediately got to the burrow and, and then, then they left. No, it was like, yeah, they got to the burrow, Mrs. Weasley yelled at them, Mr. Weasley came home while they were eating and then they were like, alright, time to go to Diagon Alley, guys. Let's go. Where have you been? You been. Harry, dear, so wonderful, wonderful to see to you. Wonderful to see you. Bed's empty. No note. Okay, sorry. Oh, I yeah. can't wait for the howler. Oh, if you howler. step one toe out of line. <laughs> um, okay. It was um, a okay. small and leathery look. It was small and leather looking with a large knobby bald head exactly like a potato. Ron held it at arm's length as it kicked out at him with its horny little feet. It grasped him. He grasped it around the ankles and turned it upside down. Um, this is what you have to do, he said. He raised the gnome above his head and started to swing it in a great circle like a lasso. Seeing the shocked look on Harry's face, Ron added, it doesn't hurt them. You've just got to make them really dizzy so they can't find their way back to the gnome holes. I love how they, like, don't kill them. Like, so they, like, they, like, don't, it's not like they called an exterminator. They're like, all right, we're just going to, like, make them really dizzy and and then then throw them somewhere. So they can go find another, um, place to live. Mm -hmm. Uh, I put you sure because we see at the end of the chapter they're they like just, come back. Yeah, yeah, they're just like all right. Um, pitiful, said Fred. I bet I can get mine beyond that stump. Harry learned quickly not to feel too sorry for the gnomes. He decided to just drop the first one he caught over the hedge, but the gnome, sensing weakness, sunk its razor sharp teeth into Harry's finger, and he had a hard time shaking it off until, wow, Harry, that must have been fifty feet. Mm-hmm. The air was soon thick with flying gnomes. Low key, this reminds me of this like very terrible thing that I saw. So I watch a lot of British tele- like panel shows and stuff on YouTube because I just love British humor and everything British. I don't know. I'm weird. Mm-hmm. I'm an Anglophile. Um, and there was this one show I was watching, and they were talking about. Um, I don't want to say it, but that they call midget tossing. Oh. Yeah, and it was something that they did. It was like, 
they were laughing because it was so ridiculous. So it obviously isn't like a mainstream thing. <laughs> it mm-hmm. was like, it seemed like some drunken, like whatever. But that's what this kind of reminds me of. And if you, I mean, the boroughs really offset outside of the village. So they're kind of very much um, isolated and stuff. But if you like walk by, you're like, what are y'all doing? Are you throwing? Right. You could at least hear something. Because yeah. I know like later in um, Deathly Hollows, we get... Like, when they go to visit the love goods and they yeah. see, like, the head, but they can't see the burrow over the hedge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, you can't, like, see the burrow, but at the very least, you could probably hear some shit. Like, like what is happening over like, there? Y'all be doing some weird shit. I could just hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, they start to... They're, what am I What am I saying? Okay, yeah. Um, so soon, the crowd of gnomes in the field started walking away in a straggled line, their shoulders hunched. They'll be back, said Ron. They love it here. Dad's too soft on them. Thinks they're, he thinks they're funny. Um, just then, the front door slammed. He's back, said George. Dad's home. They hurried through the garden and back into the house. So, yeah, like you were saying before, like, they really, like, hold Mr. Weasley in, like, very high esteem. And they, like, yeah. really very love Very high this. esteem? No. No, they love their father. I, they don't hold him in high esteem. I said, and they love him right after that. And okay. holding, like, loving someone and holding them in high esteem are two different things. I like, know, but it so was it's just both. like, I don't think that the twins are wrong. They, like, ever worship like, him. It's like both. It's we both hold, things. We hold our father in very high esteem. They weren't going to say that's that. That doesn't mean that's not what it is. That's some Draco shit right there. No, not really. Okay. Why are you hating on my choice of words? I just used very good like vocabulary, and you over here you hating did, on me. You did, but it just no, I didn't, no. You can't take that back. No, nope. it just didn't portray the nope. level of like. But you love didn't even fi- you started. You didn't even let me finish the, the sentence. You just got all all in yourself. They hold him in very high. Esteem. Whatever. We're almost okay. two hours into this. And okay, we have to go. Yeah. Um, okay. Um. So Mr. Weasley was stumped, was slumped in a kitchen in uh, in a kitchen chair with his glasses off and his eyes closed. He was a thin man, going bald, but the little hair he had was as red as any of his children's. He was wearing long green robes, which were dusty and travel-worn. Man, isn't it lucky that, like, he married someone who had red hair? <laughs> yeah, right? Like. Well, I think they say that they're I mean, kind not of, like, lucky, distantly related. I mean, yeah, because they're all, all the old wizarding families Yeah, are, they're but... little, uh, um, incestuous that way, I guess. Um, well, I mean, distant isn't, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. it's not like the blacks, like... <laughs> yeah, 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 so, but... But still, yeah. Um, or the gaunts, my goodness. Eesh. Okay. Um, what a night, he mumbled. Nine raids, nine. An old Mundungus Fletcher tried to put a hex on me when I had my back turned. Oh, Mundungus. Mm. Why are you so horrible? Um, <laughs> uh, find anything, Dad? Said Fred eagerly. That's the other thing, is they're very excited to hear about, like, ministry business, and it's, like, yeah. his job. Even though Ron says that it's, like, boring, like, boring. it is interesting to, to them. Um, yeah. all I got were a few shrinking door keys and a biting kettle. There were some pretty nasty stuff that wasn't in my department, though. Mortlake was taken away for questioning about some extremely odd ferrets, and that wasn't the committee, and the, but that's the committee on, exper, uh, on experimental charms, thank goodness. Why would anyone want to bother making door keys shrink? Just muggle-baiting. Sell them a key that keeps shrinking to nothing, so, to nothing, so they can never find it when they need it. Of course, it's very hard to convict anyone because no muggle will admit their key keeps shrinking. They'll insist they just keep losing it. Bless them, they'll go to any length to ignore magic, even if it's staring them in the face. Um, but the things, 
our lot have taken to enchanting, you wouldn't believe. Like cars, for instance? <laughs> like, <laughs> Molly is man, not she's, she's not. She's got feelings. She's angry. Um, cars, Molly dear? Yes, Arthur, cars. Imagine a wizard buying a rusty old car and telling his wife all he wanted to do with it was to take it apart and see how it worked, while really he was enchanting it to make it fly. Well, dear, (laughs) well, dear, I think you'll find that he would be quite within the law to do that, even if er, he may would have done it better to um, tell his wife the truth. There's a loophole in the law you'll find. As long as he wasn't intending to fly the car, the fact that the car could fly wouldn't. Arthur Weasley, you made sure there was a loophole when you wrote that law just so you could carry on tinkering with that muggle rubbish in your shed. And for your information, Harry arrived this morning in the car you weren't intending to fly. Oh my goodness. Harry. Harry? Harry Harry who? who? (laughs) He's so um, in his own world. He looked around and saw Harry and jumped. Good lord. Is it Harry Potter? Very pleased to meet you. Ron's told us so much about... Your son flew that car to Harry's house and back last night. What have you got to say about that, eh? Did you really? Said Mr. Eraser eagerly. Did it go all right? I, I mean... That, that was very wrong, boys. Very wrong indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave them to it, Ron muttered to Harry as Mrs. Weasley swelled like a bullfrog. Come on, I'll show you my bedroom. So they slip out of the kitchen and down. Um, they just like dip before shit yeah. like gets They're real. Like, They're have, like, you know what? <laughs> we see the signs and we gotta be out. Um, so they go through the house. On the third landing, a door stood ajar. Harry just caught sight of a pair of bright brown eyes staring at him before it closed with a snap. I really want to, like, see if their whole little story, this is a thing, I don't know if you guys also want to, like, check this out, but see if their whole little, like, love story doesn't feel as abrupt this time around as it did when I was reading it before. The last time, the last few times. All the other times I've read it. I think it is All the other times I've read it, it's been really abrupt to me. There has, so Harry says something that I think, Oh, this—it's not in this one. It's, no, I the next the chapter, next he, chapter. he's like he does something else, but that's felt more like that's just how Harry is, and not about like oh, I mean, no, obviously, he, I don't think he like has a crush on her now because, like, one, she sees him as like he's like a pop star, like mm-hmm. he's One Direction, if you will, and she's like oh, a girl, vain. like um, he's vain. Okay, I okay. Maybe he's here. Stop. He's hairy. He's hairy and he's got like the hair and the brown eyes and she doesn't know that she's beautiful. I don't even and, know like, why they I just did that. I didn't mean to. to. I like, should have said B5 or B2K or I don't know. But listen. No. One Direction is British and so it makes sense. She makes him strong, guys. Jenny, said he's Ron, sorry, you don't know how weird it is for her to be this shy. She never shuts up normally. They climbed two more flights until they reached a door with peeling paint and a small plaque on it saying, Ronald's room. Aw, that's Ronald. cute. Um, Harry stepped in. Um, his head almost touched the sloping ceiling and blinked. It was like walking into a furnace. Nearly everything in Ron's room seemed to be a violet shade of orange. Um, Harry realized that Ron had covered nearly every inch of his shabby wallpaper with posters of the same seven witches and wizards, all wearing bright orange robes, carrying broomsticks, and waving energetically. Um, and then they find out that's the Chudley Cannons, who is, um, Ron's Quidditch team. Um, so they see, like, Ron's spellbooks are in a corner, Ron's magic wand lays on top of a fish tank full of frog spawn. So it's like, and then next to his fat, gray, uh, rat, scabbers, boo, scabbers. 
Um, but I think it's also like interesting because it's the opposite of Harry's room where yeah. Harry has all of his things locked away. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like Ron just has it like casually just like strewn and about. Um, even though Harry has been in that room for a year, it's still very much Dudley's old room. Yeah. And uh, there's the things that are lying around in that room belong to Dudley, not to Harry. Exactly. Um, and all of this is like, this is Ron's personality all over it. Um, so yeah, it, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry steps over a pack of self-shuffling playing cards um, and looks out the window. In the field far below, he could see a gang of gnomes sneaking one by one back through the Weasley's hedge. <laughs> um, he turned to look at Ron, who was watching him almost nervously as though waiting for his opinion. It's a bit small, said Ron quickly. Not like that room you had with the muggles. And I'm right underneath the ghoul in the attic. He's always banging on the pipes and groaning. But Harry grinned widely, said, this is the best house I've ever been in. Ron's ears went pink. So sweet. So sweet. Who is your MVP? The Weasleys. All All of them. them. All of them. Except maybe not Percy. Percy's barely Pers- there. But he's still, but he's still shoot, Weasley. Bill and Charlie could win this chapter too. I don't yeah. care. Uh-huh. Like, it's just all of them. Like, all of them. Literally the all of the Weasleys. Because uh, they're the best. They're the best. The Who did you The absolute best. I've been to the Dursleys, again, all of them, because they're horrible. And I think that this chapter is really a good, like, um, what's the word? A comparison. Yeah, thank you. It's a good, Dursley yeah, it's a comparison and... between the two of them. Um, and I think we get a lot of, like, Weasley. I think the next one we get, like, Weasleys versus Malfoys. But this one particularly is, like, Weasleys versus... Or not versus. this... Not the next chapter. The one after that. Uh, or no. No, the no, next, next chapter. One. You're right. Um, so, yeah, it's, like, Weasleys versus Malfoys. But I think that the Weasleys versus the Dursleys is, like, a more... Um, it makes more sense because Harry, like, lives with both of them at different points in his life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, like, the Weezes are much more, like, open and caring and loving and, like, care about him versus the Dursleys who are just, like, actively trying to, like, silence him and, like, make him disappear and not exist. So, yeah. Agreed. I'm going to switch my vote and also say the Dursleys. I said Lockhart just because I don't even really remember the Dursleys. Um, yeah, it was really small, but I was like the beginning where he comes in yelling at the owl. I'm like, what are you doing yeah. with your life? Go to sleep. Um, yeah. And like all it's the a, other stuff in the last two chapters, I guess. Too. Yeah, it's a long chapter. So by the time we get to the end, I was kind of like, I guess I'll, you know, bench Lockhart because of all these books he has and all this like self-important whatever. But, right. Um, no, the Dursleys definitely, it's a good comparison between what a family should be like and not Mm -hmm. based on material, but based on how they treat each other and how they love each other. And, um, the Dursleys fail on all counts. Yeah. So pretty much. Um, so next week we'll be discussing chapter four at Flourish and Blots. Make sure to read and follow along. Uh, join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag wizard team. Also, make sure to let us know who's your MVP and who's benched, because I'm keeping track of it, and it's been very exciting um, and very interesting to hear the reasons why you people have benched who they've benched so far. Mm-hmm. Also, please um, c- contribute to Hogwarts BSU. We said that already, but... Um... But we I want to start, like, posting things in February. I probably won't be able to do it the first week in February because work is, like, nuts that week. But after that, I want to start actually, like, posting things. And, like, I've gotten some really dope submissions. Um, but I want more because I like yeah, reading we, about this stuff. It's awesome. 
and like and opens up so be... many possibilities. So I just like, yeah, I like, yeah, it's awesome. It's really exciting. Agreed. And we do definitely, we want it to be collaborative. This is our project, all of us together. Yeah. Like, Bayana and I have the blog and we have this podcast. And so you guys know our thoughts. We are very open about our thoughts mm-hmm. and our feelings. And so this is a great way for us to hear your thoughts and your feelings. And I mean, shoot, if you want to contribute to black girl, to like black girls nerd out too, like, Oh yeah. That's yeah. Also we are thing. always, yeah, we are always, um, taking submissions for whatever you want to write about. We'll put on the blog, but definitely in terms of like the Harry Potter space, mm-hmm. um, Hogwarts BSU is something that we really, 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 really want to be collaborative and we want everyone to own this with us. We think it would be, it's just dope to hear um, what people have come up with so far and what I know you guys can come up with in the future. Yep. Awesome. Um, Yeah. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys next week.